0: From Edge Radio 99.3 FM, this is an edit of The Dice Man Cometh, the
1: podcast. The Dice Man Cometh. Well,
2: hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Mark, obviously, saying hello to you in this strange times we're in. I'm currently in isolation after being a uh, close contact. I don't have the virus, but I have to stay here for another few days anyway. Firstly, apologies to everyone. We couldn't start the podcast when we said we would on Thursday, the 6th of January, because I'm in isolation. But the great news is we will be starting in just under a fortnight's time again, live on Edge Radio and also in your podcast feeds. But until then, just something little to tide you over for those who haven't heard it on Facebook. Garth and I went into ABC Radio Studios, Had a chat to our mate Joel Reinberger on New Year's Day live all around Australia, just talking about our top games of 2021. And I thought I'd play it right now. I'll be back at the end just to say goodbye. Enjoy.
1: Board games have had a renaissance in the last decade with hundreds of new games hitting the market each year and clubs springing up around the nation where players can get together. But if you wander into a game shop, you might be a little bewildered. It's not just Monopoly and Kaplunk anymore. There are hundreds of choices in front of you. Do you want a Euro game, a deck builder, a fantasy quest, something with lots of combat? Uh, To help you make sense of it all, I have uh, a pair of game nerds. And I call them that with no malice because I am a nerd myself and I'm a part of one of their regular uh, nerd gaming nights. Uh, Mark Rickards and Garth Gray are part of a podcast called The Dice Men Cometh. Gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Very well, Joel. Happy New Year. And and to you too. Thank you very much, Joel. Lovely to be here. Now, what makes a great game? Because you guys play a lot. Yeah, we do. And the good thing about what makes a great game
0: is whatever you enjoy playing with those who you love playing it with. So, for me, it's about cutthroat games where you look people dead in the eye and then lie to them. It's so much fun to just think that they're going to, you know, they're going to get what they want and, and it's all about what I want. Right,
1: I okay, okay. That explains your entire mode of gameplay throughout <laughs> the years I've played with you. Mark? Well, Joel, as you know me, I'm a bit more touchy-feely
2: and, you know, I like the family friendly. My partner, she loves to play games. So I'm probably looking for something that I can share with the family where we're not going to be jumping down each other's throats and it's going to be a fun time. It doesn't go on too long, and
1: it takes your mind off the worries of the world. You've, you've got a partner that likes games. You have found Nirvana, have Absolutely. you <laughs> All right. So let's look at our picks for the last year of the new games that have come out because there's millions of old games around. But what's new? So, Mark, let's start with you. What have you picked? Yeah. So, Joel, what I've gone with, um, a
2: game that's designed by an Australian, Joel Finch from Brisbane, produced by an Australian publishing studio, which is Good Games Publishing. It's called Funfair. and I'm holding up the little book here for Joel to see. It's basically about building amusement parks. It has that very buildery feel. So if you like your SimCity or your City Skylines type computer games, this will be right up your alley. But it's very family friendly. It's actually based on a previous game by the same group, which was called... Unfair, and you may have even played this job. No, no I haven't.
1: Sure. I haven't played unfair. So uh, it's a new one. So, so this we...
2: is the sort of the streamlined, family-friendly version that plays a little bit shorter. It takes out all the cutthroat, take that, stabby back, stabby cards. Which Garth, I can see, is rolling his yeah, eyes right. out. Absolutely, Garth would much prefer that version. Plays in, you know, an hour and a bit. Um, The families love it. It's beautiful to look at. And who doesn't enjoy building a massive thrill ride that has air-conditioned seats and bonus toilets and lockers and restaurants? And you can do it in a fairy theme or robots or pirates or... Something else. Some other Uh, theme, uh, uh, yeah. uh, How does it work? How are you actually doing it? So it's what we call in the business a tableau builder. So where you're building things with cards down in front of you. So basically you start off with... Okay, this is a roller coaster. And then you might add a what they call an element to the roller coaster, which might be a vertical loop. And then you might add a horizontal loop. And then you might add a quality upgrade so it becomes a superior vertical loop horizontal oh, so it's, loop. So it's all about coaster. who's
1: building what in the end is the most attractive fun fair. Yeah,
2: and each uh, of those things that you add to the amusement get more people to come along the number of people that come along that's your points you get each round and you get money for each person who shows up to spend on new and better things okay. so you can do this you know rinse and repeat over six rounds so you can build your best fairy tale pirate jungle thrill ride you can build restaurants anything that you can find in an amusement park you have staff that will give you bonus points and things but it's all laid out in beautiful bright colors in front of you in card forms. So that is Funfair, so recommended by
1: Mark. Garth Gray, what are you recommending today?
2: Well, for me,
0: considering that I love the cutthroat type of games, I've actually gone with something that's a little bit more in the same vein as Funfair, actually, but you're going to, to Mars... So it's a, a version of Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition whereby you are playing an interplanetary corporation wanting to make Mars profitable again. So you're going there trying to terraform it, to collect its resources, to um, make sure that everything is going to generate money, income, wealth, heat, all these kind of things for you. And it's, it's a, again, a re-implementation of a game that actually came out in 2016 just called Terraforming Mars. That version, when we play it, Probably is around three to four hours. Oh, yeah. That's a
1: long time for a a game. a long
0: time. This one, it says 45 minutes to 60 minutes on the box. Even that is very, very wrong because it's more about two hours. (laughs) But, again, it's it's a tableau builder. You're using cards. You're creating your own interplanetary corporation. And it's just... for me, a better version of a game that came out a few years ago. It's Again, it's quicker. The art is beautiful. There's 200 plus unique pieces of art in there. And it's small and compact, so something you can actually take to the family ah. you know, shack or around the, the table. You don't have to have this mammoth eight-person gaming table to be able to play this game. It's, it's really fun, really captivating and something that, look, for, for a year where games have been not as popular as they have been in terms of releases, there's normally thousands that come out every single year. This is as a quite a year, this has been a really highly regarded game and and
1: certainly one of my favourites. Now, you've got a couple of recommendations for kids, because they sound both family-friendly for maybe teenagers. Um, What about for for, for littler kids? you got a couple of recommendations for that? Well, yeah, I'll start. So for for me, I'm actually going to take one that's from 2020,
0: because we only played it in this year, and it's called Micro Macro. Now, this is a quite an interesting game because the box is quite small, but in it, there's this black and white basically old-school roadmap-style isometric picture of a town where there are billions of things happening within this town. There are little landscapes and seascapes and events happening all through it. And It's it, like, it's like uh, looking for Wally, is it? There's a million things. It, absolutely. But each of the little campaigns is um, based on the card. So you turn over the first card and you've got to find the person who's got a cat, who's had a car accident, who's walking into the shop. And you find that little scene in the map. And then once you've seen that, you flip over the next card and you go, okay, so that person who's had an accident has now had to go to the bank to get the money out to repair the car, and you follow it. So it's this really cool puzzle that a lot of kids from almost nothing up to those kids, including us, who have the eyes that are able to see it because some of the art is really, really small. But it's just a really beautiful, family-friendly game. And I, I had a lot of fun with this, especially with my kids. It looks
2: like Where's Wally but doodled in black and white. But I guess just like where's Wally, the, the detail in this thing, even though it's just black and white line drawings, the detail on this map is incredible. And you actually follow the little adventures of these people as you go through the steps of the each mission, if you like, to see where they've been, what they did, who they bumped into. Quite fascinating.
1: Now, Mark, you've got a recommendation as well for, yeah. for kids. So, um, this is probably for maybe
2: a slightly older kids because it's about about uh, reading. It's a word association game. Now, it's called So Clover, which is a really stupid title. But the reason for that is you've got this board that's basically like a four leaf clover. It fits these four little cards that have four words around each side. So, around a square, in um, in f- four cards in a square. Of the where they have four words around them. It's difficult to explain, but it's basically word association. So I put lay the cards out, and then so I've got two cards by each other, by by side by side, and I'm doing word association with those two words. Then I write something that links those two cards. Then I take the cards away. You get the clover board that has four words written around the outside, and you've got to place these eight, these four cards oriented the right way to work out the little word association puzzle. Sounds tricky. It's not a, it's not a great game to describe, but it's really easy to play. <laughs> so it's called So Clover. So Clover. Yeah, the good thing about this this game, So Clover, is once
0: you play the first 30 seconds of it, you know how to play it. Yeah. So you'll have these cards, and there'll be two random words. It might be B and uh, tree... And you might have to write something that associates those two words so that the the competing player the other people can guess what it is so flower or pollen or something like that yeah so it's it's really clever it's really tricky but as mark explained quite elegantly it's very hard to explain on radio
1: (laughs) now now just in our last literal 30 seconds gentlemen i'm going to be playing dune with you guys tomorrow oh yes how hard is that to learn because i don't know how to play it yet well, the good thing is you're going to have an expert teacher,
0: Joel. I can explain that, you know, quite easily. Uh, the good thing is, Jewel is my cup of tea in a game. So we are going to be sitting around the table. We're going to be saying... each other? Exactly. But, no, we can form alliances. So we're each playing a rival That house. just
1: makes the backstabbing worse. Oh, absolutely. That's the joy of it. Well, the good thing for you, Joel, is I'm
2: playing Baron Harkonnen... And all you have to do really is listen to
1: me, <laughs> and I will tell you what to do. <laughs> Garth Gray and Mark Rickards from The Dice Men Cometh. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Joel. And the games are Funfair, Terraforming Mars, Ares Expedition, So Clover, and Micro Macro.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Steve O'Rourke from New York. Congratulations on your good taste in gaming and podcasts. You're listening to The Dice Men Cometh. Well, there you have it. We're back, or at least we will be shortly. Hope that tides you over for a little while, and we will speak to you again soon. Of course, as always, you can listen in live on Edge Radio 99.3 FM. We're going to be on air 9 pm every second Thursday, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. You can listen live on the internet at edgeradio.org.au, or you can wait for the podcast to appear in your feeds or check out dicemencometh.com. We will speak to you again soon. Everyone take care. Bye.
0: This has been an edit of The Dice Men Cometh from Edge Radio 99.3 FM, Hobart's independent youth station. Find us on Facebook and edgeradio.org.au.